Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio, what is popping? Hopefully that intro after you gave me shit no, last good, episode no, no, no. about my intro being slow. It was just a half a beat off. Okay, well, hey, hopefully that was on point. Sorry, like man. this episode is, is going to be it on is, point. It is. is we spent so much time together over the past three days. We're getting after it. It's the end days. of the year. It is. And we are sticking to our cadence. If there is one thing to learn yes. from this journey, yeah. outsider looking in, mm-hmm. it's the power of consistency. Yes. Like that could be an episode in itself. It's not going to be today's episode, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. But that could be an episode. Yeah. Like what happens if you say on a certain date, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this and I'm going to dedicate the next Mm -hmm. two years to doing this. And this is my cadence and I'm going to do it with intentionality and I'm going to continuously progress. I'm not going to say at what speed I'm going to progress. I'm going to progress. Mm -hmm. And at the end of two years, if I like the trajectory that I'm on and I see a future and it's not a hindrance to my life and it's not a absolute bore to my being, I'm going to continue doing it. That's honestly, if you and I were to go out and celebrate with a steak dinner Mm -hmm. right down the road at Christner's. Yes, that bread is delicious, by the way. That's probably something that we could like raise a glass. Yeah. Two episodes every week consistently. Consistently. And that's what we're doing right now. It's the end of the year. Mm -hmm. It's the end of 2022. And we are cranking out episodes so that we can stay on cadence so that you can take some Mm well-deserved PTO. As you two or something, you do, right? No, I'm not this year. John, I help run a mortgage company for a living. This is the worst income year I have had in probably nine. Really? Like, I can't remember. That's how far back I'd have to go. Hold on, so LOs and stuff have to work, like, next week after Christmas? Like, 20? You don't have to do anything. But the loans are closing. I'm saying, like, you can fund loans. Loans are closing, yes. Some loans are trickling in, and I'd say it's a trickle. (laughs) Like, I'm, like, trying to watch an icicle melt trickle. (laughs) Right. But LOs very well should be what that's why we did episodes on this doing their year in review, mm-hmm. sending out their letters from the heart. Shout out Nicole Curtis, who's in one of our yeah, uh, coaching out. groups, yeah. who just did her letter from the heart and mm-hmm. send it to me to, to review. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. They should be doing their business plan. They should be getting a little R&R. They should be pulling a John Coleman. Mm-hmm. Get out of, of, of the office. Get away from work. Unwind. Do some things that fulfill you as a person, but you come back on the second, ready, ready to get to, after yeah. it. Right. Understanding that by the fifteenth, you got to be full stride. You got to be full stride in a twenty and out to get it, so that you're able to take advantage of the market when the market is ready to take advantage of you. Mm. Look at that. Yeah, but that's not what today's episode's uh, about. What is today's episode about, Dustin? Today's episode, we're gonna geek out. For the home buyers, we're okay. gonna geek out for the real estate community. We're gonna geek out for mortgage loan originators. We're gonna geek out for those parents who have the adult children. Get the hell out of my house. Living in their house. Get out. We're gonna geek out, yes, <laughs> for those young alumni over at the University of Central Florida. There you go. Who home ownership is something that they do value and they want to be a part of, mm-hmm. but maybe they don't know how. Let's go. But what we're going to do is talk about some discounts on interest rates. Uh-oh. What? Who doesn't love a discount? There's such things as discounts? There's such a thing 
as discounts on interest rates. John, it's semantics, and I'm going to talk through this okay, semantics I was, with you. I, was about to say, okay. I do have a degree in advertising and public okay. relations. Yeah. Words yeah. sometimes can be erotic to me. Mm. Therefore, I'm going to use the word discount. I'll let you determine wow. and let the audience determine whether or not Words it's a discount. Words can be erotic. It's the, the seduction of Dustin Owen. Yep. I'm reading a book right now, um, and I wish I remember who gave it to me because it was a listener who sent it to me, and I'm finally finishing it up. Uh, and it's um, speak like Churchill, stand like Lincoln. Mm. And last night's chapter, speaking of words, mm. was um, teaching speech writers how not to write in the passive voice, but the active voice. There you go. And then it gave like actual examples of like, what if Abraham Lincoln kicked off the Gettysburg Address in a passive voice versus an active voice? Mm. What if General MacArthur gave his famous speech with a passive voice. What if um, Winston Churchill mm -hmm. gave his? What if you yeah, know yeah. Franklin D. Roosevelt, when he talked about the attack on Pearl Harbor, it was said in a passive versus an active? So yes, words can be seductive. I also have your book, Never Split the Difference, or Voss book. You have it? Yeah. I was wondering where it was. I know. Yeah, because <laughs> I have to start reading that. It's going to be the, 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 the third book I read. I need to finish this one book. Then my wife has me reading City of Thieves, which is going to be my first nonfiction book in probably five years. Oh, shit. And then I'm jumping back into Never Split the Difference. You're inspiring me, man. I might dust off one of those goosebumps and get after it. Hey, you get after it, Scary John. Stories 1, 2, and 3. My 90s babies know about that shit. You get after it. So um, some, some business housekeeping items first. Okay. If you go to our website, theloanofficerpodcast.com or tloponline.com, same website, two addresses. Mm -hmm. What you're going to see on the very front page is that we have some live events coming up. Promote that shit. Yep. So I'm going to be over in Tampa on January 10th. I have a planning call tomorrow with the team that's sponsoring us. And we're going to come over and we're going to be doing a three-hour mm. LO mastermind for free. Right? Free because another mortgage company is going to sponsor us to come in. Mm -hmm. They're going to be putting on this event. But it is January 10th. So for any of our loan officers who live in around the Tampa, Florida area. If you'd like to come to a TLOP live event, we're going to do a three hour LO mastermind where it'll be me and a couple of people from the TLOP faculty. And we're going to be teaching and we're going to bring JC too. Nice. Just because he likes to be out in public and he loves it when you come up to him and say, wow, you're much taller than I thought. Please don't say that. All right. <laughs> so we have that going on. Um, I'm speaking at a private event in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, mm -hmm. but I am going to be in Fort Worth. I'm going to be there on a Sunday. Don't know what I'm doing. Probably hang out in stockyards. Probably do some some two stepping, maybe some swing dancing, hanging out at a honky tonk. Those are things that I like to do. Um, and we have another event. The that's, NBA. Oh, the NBA of Florida. Yeah. We're gonna be speaking in Orlando. So we're speaking in Orlando. NBA of Florida is putting on a a LO summit, and I'm gonna be speaking there along with Tim Davis and uh, Doug Smith. I think that's in February. But again, if you want to go to the website, it's on the main page on the right-hand side. JC has upcoming events, things that if you follow what we do and you want to be a part of, um, check out these events that are coming up. Uh, there's going to be links to the events yeah, as details are provided. Like the Tampa event, I know that they're still trying to, to lock down the exact location mm -hmm. and the exact time. They're between two different uh, facilities. And they're doing those negotiations, et cetera. 2023 is going to be a busier for Dion uh, appearances, so I'm looking forward to it. 
Yeah, for the two of us. Hopefully, like we kicked it off by going out to Stephen Marshall's event mm -hmm. out in Vegas, the right? House. Yep, uh, the mastermind, mortgage mastermind. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I, I don't see why we couldn't do more of that. That was too much fun not to do it. With that being said, let's jump right into today's episode. First time home buyer stuff. Well, I'm gonna start with the first time home buyers. And I think if you are a first time home buyer right now, here's what you need to understand. The FHFA, which is the conservator of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are the quasi-government agencies that basically provide liquidity to banks and lenders so that we can go out and lend 30 and 20 and 15 year fixed mortgages. Y'all might not know this, but if you go to South Africa, you go to England, you go to Canada, you go to Australia, these are all English speaking countries, by the way, you ain't gonna find a 15, 20 or 30 year fixed mortgage. You're not gonna find it because their governments do not subsidize their housing market the way that our government does, which is crazy because their government subsidize healthcare for all. Hmm. Our government subsidizes housing, okay? So Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are those quasi-government agencies, but you can't go get a loan from Fannie or Freddie. What they allow lenders and banks to do is we can deliver loans to Fannie and Freddie. They will then package those loans and securitize them. And then they become a bond that bond is a investment mm -hmm. that pensions and hedge funds will invest in. Okay. So when I say the FHFA, I'm basically saying like the regulator, the parent of Fannie and Freddie, the rule maker for conforming conventional loans. They announced about a month ago that for first time home buyers whose income is at or below 100% of the area median income, and I'll explain that uh, in, in a second. If your income is at or below 100% of the AMI, area median income, they are giving us as banks and lenders discounts on pricing so that we can push those discounts to the consumer. Hmm. So you asked me, is that a discount? I think it is. Right, but it's not an easy discount, like up oh, 20% off, mm. right? Oh, you're a Costco member because you're a Costco <laughs> member. I'm giving you a 10% off. Right. It's not quite like that. What you have to understand is that conventional conforming pricing has what's called risk-based pricing. We call them industry jargon, LLPAs or loan level pricing adjustments. What does that mean? That means that if you don't have a 760 or better credit score, there's a pricing hit. If you're purchasing a condo and not a single family home, there's a pricing hit. If you're going to not have your taxes and insurance included in your payment, there's a pricing hit. If you're buying a investment property and you're not buying a primary home, there's a pricing hit. Hits are risk-based pricing. A hit would mean your interest rate just became more expensive, okay? LLPAs. And if you can Google this, you can find a PDF file right now through your Google machine. <laughs> if you just Googled Fannie Mae LLPA mm -hmm. chart and you can see, oh my God. So a cash out refinance, meaning a refinance where the homeowner already owns the home, they're paying off their current mortgage and they're pulling cash out and borrowing more money than what they currently owe. That has a pricing hit compared to when I obtain a home loan to purchase a home. Yes. Oh, you mean if I have a 680 credit score, I have a 
bigger pricing hit than if I have a 720 credit score, but I still have a pricing hit unless I have a 760 credit score? Yes. Like these are all LLPAs. Oh, you mean you're going to give me pref uh, 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 preferential pricing if I put 35% down compared to 20%? Yes, right? LLPAs. Okay. Now that I've explained kind of what an LLPA is, just so the listener and the viewer understands it, Fannie Mae's announcement was they are going to waive certain, if not all, depending on the borrower and the borrower profile, LLPAs if you're a first-time home buyer and if your income is at or below 100% of your AMI. Your would mean, well, if you live in Orlando, what's the area median income for Orlando versus Denver versus Spokane, Washington versus Fort Worth, Texas, right? Each area, and that's posted. You can look it up. I'm sure I would, if it was me, I'd Google FHFA area median income. So in Orlando, that area median income may be $65,000. So what does that mean to the consumer? If you earn $65,000 or less, these discounts apply to you. If you earn $100,000 and the area median income is $65,000, sorry about your luck. Yes, I know you're a first-time home buyer. Unfortunately, you're not a first-time home buyer whose income is at or below. What is a first-time home buyer? Typically, someone who has not owned a home in three years. How do we know if you've owned a home over the past three years? Well, A, we can research mm -hmm. public record, but usually we would look at your tax returns to see if you're if you have any mortgage interest deductions, or if you have any other deductions, such as real estate taxes, because there are certain tax uh, implications for the positive to homeowners, such as I can write off the mortgage interest I paid against my taxes. I can write off my real estate tax bill so that I, re I reduce my taxable income, right? These are benefits of a home buyer uh, or a homeowner. So in 2023, if I'm selling homes for a living, if I'm financing homes for a living, if I have adult children living in my house, maybe I wanna sit down with them. And I'm like, hey, look, I understand mortgage rates have shot up. I also understand they're coming back down. And I've also just learned that you may be eligible. There's that keyword, John, eligible. Eligible doesn't mean what? Qualified. It does not mean you qualify. It just means you're eligible. It means we're gonna let you in, right? We're gonna let you in. I'm not, not confident you're gonna meet the person of your dreams, kind of like going to a singles bar, mm -hmm. but you're at least eligible to come to this party. Mm -hmm. We'll see how the night turns out for you. Right. Okay. So you're eligible. If I'm a lender right now, and by the way, I am going to be teaching this in Fort Worth in just a month. Right. I'm going to be teaching loan officers less about the technical, but how to sell it, how to market it, how to get it to sizzle. How do I use this knowledge to get a door to open? How do I use this knowledge to do a badass reel that I can post on Instagram? Right. How can I use this knowledge to, to, to convince a potential homeowner that I'm the right lender for them? Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I'm going to tell them, I know this is going on. And as your lender for life, ah, mm -hmm. let's play on a previous episode, right? As your lender for life, please know that I'm not just going to work on getting you qualified. I'm also going to see if you're eligible for these discounts. And if you are, John, I'm going to make sure you get them. When I'm not talking to realtors, I'm going to use this. Realtors, this is every reason why you should refer me because I'm not just going to pick up the phone, do an ironclad pre-approval. I'm also going to be searching for discounts for your buyers. Not everyone's going to qualify. Everyone's going to be eligible, mm -hmm. right? Some people may make too much money. 
Some people may have owned a home in the past two years, but if they are, then these are discounts that I'm searching for. I don't know if how many consumers know about it. I don't know how many LOs know about it. And I also know this, let's just spit facts real quick. Not every mortgage lender is going to push this savings down to the field. Plain and simple. There's going to be certain owners of mortgage companies that they're going to hold on to that. They're, they're going to price their loans. They're going to pay their LOs and their processors and their, and their underwriters according to their loan officer agreements and, and their bonus agreements and whatnot. But if there's any extra money to be made, that money is going to be sucked up into the organization. Correct. Because at the end of the day, lenders can price loans however they want. Right. What they can't do is pay their loan officers different based on the pricing of the loan, but mm -hmm. the lender can. So the lender may price the loan with all of these LLPAs infused into the rate. But then when they go to deliver the, the loan to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, Fannie and Freddie may be like, oh, well, we're not going to charge you those LLPAs. Right. Because lenders only charge them because Fannie and Freddie charge them. Okay. That was why it was so important to explain the relationship. Like it's a waterfall effect. FHFA to Fannie and Freddie, Fannie and Freddie to the lenders. And, and the banks, the lenders and banks go out and lend the money. Then they deliver the loan back up into FHF, uh, back into Fannie and Freddie, mm -hmm. who then packages them and sells them off as a security. Right. We as banks and lenders only do what we're allowed to do, right? That was where when things went sideways in 2006, seven and eight, please know banks and lenders were doing only things they were allowed to do. There was just no regulation and no oversight that was preventing them from getting buck ass wild right. and doing some crazy shady stuff. So. We don't want to impose an LLPA for a 620 credit score versus an 820, but Fannie and Freddie require it. So therefore, as I learned when I was in high school working for a plumbing company, two rules were taught to me. The guy's name was Vince. Vince was the, the foreman on the job site and I was handed a shovel and I was, I was going to be a, a, a plumber's apprentice for a summer. He said, Dustin, you have to learn two things. First, your boss is always right and I'm your boss. Second, is shit flows downhill, literally. I need you to start at the house with six inch dig. And by the time you get down to the uh, sidewalk, you need to be at six feet because I need to run plumbing lines to make sure that the sewage that's coming down this pipe is going to flow downhill. Well, same thing happens in the mortgage banking industry. Poop or stuff flows downhill. It comes from Fannie and Freddie. Then it goes to the lenders. Lenders pass along to the borrowers. Borrowers then take what is given to them and then it gets cycled back up into the Fannie and Freddie ecosystem so they can then push out the final product to investors. So not every lender is going to be participating in this. Not every mortgage loan originator is going to work for a company who's going to pass along these savings. How long is this going to last? What's the timestamp on this? Is this like in perpetuity? Is it going to like go away sometime next year? They, there's no end date that I'm aware of, John. Okay. It's a great question, but there's no end date that I'm aware of. Okay. At this time, it is in perpetuity. Okay. But what does that really mean? I mean, it'll change. They'll move the goalposts it, next year. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, because you know, like life is dynamic. Business is dynamic. The market is dynamic. And they did this to what? Like entice to get more first-time Incentivize. Home, yep, yeah. How them. do I incentivize more first-time home buyers? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's also there's a big push um, for not just first-time home buyers, but marginalized home buyers, mm -hmm. um, first-generation home buyers. And I'm sure there's some statistics that by doing so, may open up lending uh, to to maybe communities or or generations or subsects of the American populace that 
you know, maybe we're more prone mm-hmm. to have a 660 credit for score versus a 760 credit score. So I think it's a way to try to just like level the playing field. Mm-hmm. You look as a loan officer, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't care why you're doing it. I'm happy you're doing it. Let me figure out a way to sell it, market it, and and make sure I take advantage of it for both my borrower, my client, the referral source, and also myself. How do I do more loans now that I know this? Mm-hmm. How do I win more deals? Because when someone shopped me, I was smart enough to say, wait a minute, how do I make sure this borrower's AMI is at or under 100 or this loan file? Let me make sure they're a first time home buyer. Maybe I need to reach out to my lock desk and see if I can get preferential pricing, AKA a discount. Now all of a sudden my interest rate is better than what the bank or credit union down the road was quoting or that online lender was quoting. And maybe it's because I just outthought that banker lender or that, that, that banker online lender or maybe it's because my company, which by the way, my company does shameless plug to Waterstone Mortgage. They do. Like we're using this as a competitive advantage right now in our market. So if you compete against one of us somewhere in the United States of America, please know that guys like me are coaching those loan officers to use this as a competitive advantage, as a way to win more deals, earn more relationships, get more people to meet with you, to talk shop, right? So last caveat on this topic would be this, and this is like a um, technical wizardry. Please understand, and my loan officers will know what this means, home, home buyers, mom and dad sitting at home trying to get the kids out of the house, or even our realtor and builder referral partners. This may be a little bit geeked out, um, a little over your head. Hopefully not, but if it is, no worries. It's 1003 income or Erla income, meaning John Coleman, makes 65 grand a year. John's wife makes 65 grand a year. Combined, they make 130 grand a year. 130 grand is over the AMI for Orlando, Florida. But do I really need to use John and his wife to qualify? Because John's $5,133 a month or whatever that number is, may be enough to support that $2,000 a month payment at which point, let's leave your wife off the loan because this LLPA pricing enhancement for first-time home buyers is based on the income of the applicant or applicants. So I may outthink my competition because everywhere John and his wife went, they were applying for joint credit. I said, let's remove John's wife and just do it in John's name as long as he qualifies. Here's something else. John makes $65,000 a year but he also picks up overtime. And his overtime, he makes 80 grand a year. Okay, I don't need overtime income to qualify. I only need his $65,000 a year to qualify. Mm-hmm. How about if I leave overtime off the 1003, it's qualifying income, tell the underwriter I don't need the overtime, right? Maybe I'm not convinced it's gonna, the likelihood of the overtime is gonna continue. Mm-hmm. At which point, I'm still 100% AMI. Here's what I can't do. What I can't do is John makes a hundred grand, but I only need $65,000 to qualify. And your hundred grand is a salary, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it is a salary. I can't be like, oh, let's just cut his income. No, okay. because yeah. his income is, is just that. Okay. And by the way, not all loan products work that way. Like certain down payment assistance programs, regardless of if I put John's wife on this loan, they are going to, you have to I have to, have to use her income to make sure they're eligible or not eligible. Hmm. A USDA loan also works that way. USDA loans has, have income restrictions based on household size. I have to be cognizant, even though I'm just qualifying with John's income, 
what other adults live in this household and I have to include their income to make sure they're eligible or not. Again, not if they qualify, but if they're eligible. But with this, it's 1003 income for eligibility and qualification. So you can even get a little creative and outthink your competition. Last asterisk, just to know, because it's in the news right now. So if you're following what's going on because you subscribe to Housing Wire, you subscribe to NBA Newslink, which you should, by the way, what you're going to notice is right now our trade organization, the Mortgage Bankers Association, they are petitioning or lobbying the FHFA to increase their AMI threshold. Mm. They're saying, we love what you're doing, but we need more. We love what you're doing, but it's not helping enough people. So how do we either increase the AMI or increase the threshold? Do we go to 120% AMI instead of 100? That would be a win. Hmm. So that is something just to be cognizant of and to also follow with what's going on in the news. Before I go one step further. Asterix 2B. Do you, do you have any questions? That's, that's, how, did you, how did you learn this? This is in the weeds, bro. This isn't like some, this is like in there. Yeah, well, I am a astute mortgage professionals going on 20 years in the industry, and I am an advocate for knowing what the F is going on in any profession, right? If I was a doctor, if I was an attorney, if I was a, a, a sports announcer, I think I would want to know everything that's going on. What's the latest? What's the hottest? What are the trends? Mm -hmm. And it's my job, right? It is my job, 48 Loan officers directly look to me, my two business partners, and our management team for this info so that they can go be as successful as they can. And then another 100 loan officers within the corporate structure that I'm a part of look to us on a monthly basis for our senior leadership. So, yeah, it's kind of my job. Yeah. What I get to do is come on this show with you twice a week. And literally talk about my job. Damn, man, I was in there. Right? I'm talking about my job. Branch manager in a box. That's what this is. <laughs> yeah. Right? If you can't and you're not willing to and you don't want to come work with us, <laughs> cool. No worries. We're going to give you all this shit for free. Branch <laughs> manager in a box. There it is. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's honestly what it is. I am a firm believer that um, there's enough business to go around, that very few of us actually compete against each other, and that... Um, I'm willing to share all of my tips, tricks, and secrets because I trust the human psyche, the, the genetic makeup of most humans, which is I'll tell you everything that I do, but you're not going to do it. I hope you do. I'm cheering, I'm cheering you on, right? But just, you know, not everyone does. Well, all right, last two things. Yeah. Because I just, hey, if we're on this topic of discounts, <clears throat> mm -hmm. by the way, Pending discount. This won't be for first-time home buyers. This will be in, for anyone who qualifies for an FHA loan. FHA ends in A, John. So you it's learned. It's a government loan. It's a government loan. If it ends in A, it's only for what type of your primary residence. There you go. Where's my Three years where's later? Where's my NMLS number? You should get one. It'd be a phone number, but I'm cool with it. Yeah, you should <laughs> get one. Yes. Yeah. It, it may at this point it may be like a. A international phone yeah, number, that's, yeah, right? right? With pluses and ones yeah, and everything right, yeah. else. But yes, FHA in the news. This is th this is going to be something to follow in 2023. You should anticipate the FHFA doing two. I mean, the FHA doing two things. 
which is HUD, right? Housing Urban Development, Department of Housing Urban Development. They're going to lower the upfront mortgage insurance premium, which doesn't really save that much money, but it'll save someone 10, 15 bucks on their mortgage. They're going to lower the monthly mortgage insurance. That right there on a $300,000 loan could potentially save someone 75 bucks a month, mm. right? On a $300,000 loan. So monitor it, right? Rome wasn't built overnight and you don't uh, turn a cruise ship on a dime the way you do a speedboat. So these are gonna be slow, meticulous changes on the FHA front, but you should look for the upfront mortgage insurance premium. That is a upfront charge that gets rolled into someone's loan amount being reduced. So because it goes in your loan amount, now your loan amount is going to be slightly lower. That means your monthly payment is going to be slightly less. But more importantly, that monthly mortgage insurance, that monthly mortgage insurance could come down by as much as on an average FHA loan size, 75 bucks a month. Mm. So that'll be a discount. That's not just for first-time home buyers. That's any FHA buyer. And FHA loans are only for people that are buying primary homes. So that's something else that we're going to want to monitor as we go into 2023. On top of, by the way, mortgage rates are coming down, right? We subscribe to MBS Highway. We follow everything that, that Barry Habib says. We subscribe to Rate Watch. We follow what Dan Ravage is saying. It's been predicted since September that once we got into November and back into December, we would see mortgage rates on the decline. Yes, they peaked at seven and a quarter. They're on their way back down to five and a quarter. So we're going to take those enhancements. We're going to take these LLPA enhancements. We're going to take potential changes to FHA down the road, all to benefit more home buyers. And lastly, here's something you're going to start seeing. I'm going to tease it right now. Maybe we'll come back and do an entire episode like we did today on the Fannie Mae changes. You're going to see more and more lenders, investors, aggregators that mortgage companies deliver the loans to incentivize the origination teams, whether it's loan officers or branch managers or small independent mortgage bankers to deliver them loans that are in CRA census tracts, Community Reinvestment Act, right? Because there is a big push to promote home ownership in certain demographics, in certain areas that may um, have a higher percentage of first generation home buyers, mm -hmm. then there are investors out there who are the term we use is paying up or offering discounts because this is about discounts, offering discounts to homeowners who are buying in certain zip codes. True story. So we're doing this right now. Um, I'm not trying to do a shameless plug for, for Waterstone, but look, I plug lots of good mortgage companies, right? I plug CMG. Yeah. We plug Movement. We plug Fairway. We plug FBC and Mortgage yeah. Firm, Guild. Like, we, we plug, plug cross-country. Yeah, yeah. Like, we plug New American. Like, we plug good mortgage companies. And I'm not just saying those that I just mentioned are the, are only, the good. only good, right? But I know what I know, and I know what I live. So I know that I, as a loan originator working at Waterstone Mortgage, I know that I have an ability, if John Coleman is looking to apply for a home loan with me, and I and I know that property address, or even the property address that he's making an offer on, I can plug that into my pricing engine, and that will let me know if I get discounted pricing 
on that particular property in that particular neighborhood because it probably sits in a census track that is CRA eligible. That means someone on the back end, think Fannie, think Freddie, think FHFA, is willing to pay up because that loan is in an area that is deemed to be an area that we need to promote homeownership, hmm. right? That's an advantage. When I'm out in Fort Worth at that private event speaking, I'm going to be teaching those loan officers, how do I use this knowledge in order to get more consumers to commit to me? How do I use this knowledge to, to get belly to belly and face to face with more realtors or to convince realtors that I should be the first and only card that they refer because I have all of these discounts I'm looking out for for their buyer, which makes them look good. If they look good, the buyer's more willing to refer them more business. If buyers refer them more business, they make more money. That's my job, help realtors and builders make more money, period, while also putting um, food on the table for my family, right? By also helping my company become profitable. So like there's other things that loan officers should be looking out for. Home buyers, knowing this, right? You should ask your loan officer, hey, does this address qualify for any type of discounts? Right? Not every lender is going to have this ability, right? Not every lender is A, going to choose to pass along the savings to the consumer. And that's their prerogative, by the way. I'm not knocking someone's business model. I am not. And at the same time, not every lender is going to be able to deliver the loans to the certain aggregators who are participating in this, right? I may deliver this loan to Flagstar, but Flagstar doesn't necessarily onboard every independent mortgage bank mm -hmm. out there, right? So it, it is going to be kind of selective. So for our loan officers, I'm teaching them, this is a competitive advantage. You need to go out and sell it. You need to go market it. You need to take advantage of it, right? On this podcast, I'm sharing with the audience. If you're a home buyer, you need to ask about it. If you're a realtor, you need to work with a lender who's looking for these discounts. If you're a parent with with adult children living with you, you need to educate them on these discounts and then help them get in contact with a good lender and a good realtor who's going to be able to show them properties, get them pre-approved and look for these discounts. And if you're an LO, which I know 65% of you are, right? 65% of our audience currently are loan officers. I think as our audience grows, we will have more loan officers tuning in, but we're also going to have more others tuning in. And I would like to see us keep that at probably like a 50-50 mark going into 2023, but I also want to see the audience grow by 5X. Okay, so if you're a loan officer, that was more for you, John, less for the thanks, people. Yeah, thanks, hey, apologize for that. Jeez. I just did some business planning with John Coleman here thanks, last man. minute on a podcast <laughs> episode, but I'll wrap it up this way. If you're a loan officer, this is where your brain needs to be going, right? These are the conversations you need to be having. This is what you need to be reaching out to your branch manager, your area manager, your regional manager, your VP of secondary, to ask about these types of discounts because that's how you're going to win in a market like 2023. Damn. Cool? You're on fire that time. I'm on fire. Yeah. Awesome. I don't have anything else to say about that particular topic. I believe we're running a little bit longer than what we anticipated. It's all good. So it's all good. Here's what we're going to ask of you as a, as a way, if you like what we're <clears throat> spitting, if you like what we're laying out, all we can ask you to do, and we do this almost every episode, please continue to share us. Please continue to like us, follow us, give us a five-star review. Those reviews actually matter, especially on Spotify and Apple. On YouTube, even if you're not into watching us, yo, create a YouTube username and password, find our channel and subscribe. It makes my heart smile. Mm -hmm. I love watching us tick 
from 12 to 12.1 to 12.2, right? We're trying to get to 30, right? So we still have a ways to go. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I do love watching as the audience grows. We love hearing from you. We wish you all a safe and happy holidays, a fantastic new year. Mm -hmm. If you're out on the roads on the 31st, just know you don't need to be because amateur hour. There's really good college football on that day. Get yourself a bottle of whatever it is that you like. Go Knights. They're not playing, homie. They're playing in a bowl game, right? They're playing in a bowl game, but not on the 31st. The Meineke Muffler Bowl? Something like that. <laughs> no, they're playing up in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, whereas if I didn't work in the mortgage industry and I had some 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 extra cash laying you around, would, you would make the I would have gone because my family's up there. Like, I got cousins. Shout out to Jess and Brandon. I and Brandon think you make a Kate spontaneous trip the girls. up there. Just drive the car, though, instead of fly. Hey, I have been known to do crazier stuff in my life. Yes. But Annapolis is a beautiful, small city. Mm -hmm. You can eat your way through it. I've been to the stadium, which is where the mm -hmm. U.S. Naval Academy, it's where their team plays. It's a great little stadium. But, no, I won't be at that. I'll be here in Orlando. I think I'm going to take my family to Ruth Chris because Jeff Velez hooked me up with a very nice gift card. Shout out Jeff Velez. Yeah, that was, uh, it wasn't necessary, but when I went and spoke to his team over at Old, Old right. Republic, yeah. he wanted to pay me. I wouldn't let him pay me, so then I got a really nice handwritten thank you note with a, with a Ruth Chris gift card. There you go. So I'm taking my family to Ruth Chris on Jeff's gift card, and I think we're going to go to a UCF basketball game. Switch it up. Yeah. Is Taylor going to be commentating? T.Y. will be there. See, yeah, shout out to T.Y. Small world. He will be doing the color commentating, and usually I'll go over and say hi to him. There it is. There we go. But, hey, have have a great, safe holiday. Have an awesome new year. Thank you for tuning in. 2023 is going to be a banger year for us. We hope it's a banger year for you as well. Mm -hmm. That is all the time we have for you today, but we'll catch you in the next episode. Peace. Bye.